Right, shall we begin? Oh, I don't see why we should. <laughs> like, ever. Let's just give up now. Hello and welcome to World 1 Stage 1. I am Simon. I'm Jack. And I'm Troy. And I already need to pause this shit. Hang on. No, I don't. Awesome. Are we starting again? Or? No, it's cool. I can edit that bit out. So, we are here this week to talk about... Pregnant pause. <laughs> Thought you were going to say pregnant porn then. I was like... Uh... Well, we don't, we don't have to, but... Alright, it wasn't my idea, so I wasn't going to introduce it. Today, but... we will, it's this week, day, whatever, we will be talking about the Command and Conquer series. We shall. Affirmative. Man, that joke. There are so many lines that are going to infuriate. I mean, just send our players through the roof. If at some point, you know, you were to just interject with low power. Gwaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaaa
I, I must stop you there. I just want to say thank you to everyone who's now following us on Twitter and everyone who said hi to us on the forums on Simply Syndicated. It's you know it's nice to have a warm welcome. Yay! I'm sure, thank Jack you. and Troy will join you as soon as, as they soon have as internet. We can. Absolutely. And I want to make a point. Actually, I very nearly went another week without reading out one of the letters I was meant to read out last time when we did. Some I listener do feedback. That. Yep. Should we do some listener feedback now? Let's, because uh, we have one from Lava Lamp Bamboo, aka Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Who <laughs> very carefully wrote to us properly with "How are you, gentlemen?" as his opening line and everything, and we ignored him. And I feel oh. terrible. Well, to be fair, we, we, me, and Troy didn't we ignore didn't you. Ignore him. You're the one, but which means Simon is the one who quite deftly skipped over that email. You ignored him, but you are blameless for your intent to ignore him, because there was none. As without malice as forethought. I, however, am at fault. I hold up my hand, mere culpa. So we shall come to his letter now. Excellent. Eddie writes, How are you, gentlemen? Call your face up along to us. <laughs> I've been listening to the old podcast for a while now and only just realised you had new episodes. Welcome back. See, this is how long we've been ignoring this episode and this letter for. Uh, Wasn't too sure about Troy at first, but he endeared himself to me with his utterly fantastic Riddler impression. So, more Troy Riddler. And then in brackets, I... Triddler? Yes. (laughs) That's what he's written. Yes! No! Eddie uses portmanteaus. You're now my favourite of our three listeners. Just a few questions. Oh, God, no. Sorry, I'm very bad at answering questions. Do you think L.A. Noir could bring in a new era of more sensible open-world gameplay? I think that would require us, first of all, finding out some more about L.A. Noir. Like what that is. So there's your answer there. I didn't want to straight away put my hand up and go, derp, but... L.A. Noir, I don't know what it is, so we'll have to investigate that. I would also argue that a more sensible open-world gameplay is already here between Grand Theft Auto 4 and Red Dead Redemption. Neither of which I've played, so I can't really... Sensible? Yeah. It, it, depends, it depends where you draw the line on sensible, I suppose. I suppose so, but realistic. they both felt more sensible to me than a lot of the previous open-ended games. Jumping out of an aircraft, landing ass-crack first on a sunbather in... Uh, Saints Saints Row 2 was the... Mm. Yeah. For example. (laughs) For example. Also, how excited are you for the new Monkey Island 2 special edition? (laughs) Me, I'm salivating right now. And then he's put another thing in parenthesis. Jack, make a joke here. He's salivating right now? Yes. That's not a joke, that's a repetition. No, 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 I was just making sure. Um, uh, Quap face. <laughs> That's my wow, joke. perfect score. <laughs> Quality material. Yeah. Anyway, mustache, I've got splices to kill. For Yay! which I salute you, sir. So awesome. we have dealt with Eddie's letter. I <laughs> no, do apologize. No, we goddamn haven't. <laughs> no, no, no. What we've basically done is gone to Eddie's letter, listened to his points, and, and given him a resounding I don't know. <laughs> He's asked us what we think about LA Noir and open ended gameplay. We've said, What the hell is that? He's then said what do you think of Monkey Island 2? Make a joke. And I said, crap face. And also, what was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done. We, we are terrible people. We've not dealt with poor Eddie's letter. We've dealt to it. Right. Yes. I suppose, okay, L.A. Noir, seeing as neither of you apparently have heard of it, is it's a rock star game. Okay. And it's a sort of film noir detective story. Sounds Ooh. good. It does sound very good in that open-ended style that Rockstar have made famous. So I am actually really looking forward to that one. Yeah, as long as it's black and white. Um, I I assume from what I've seen of it, it's not going to be black and white, but it's going to have that muted feel hmm. of the early uh, color film noirs. Oh, okay, cool, mm. very nice. And yes, thoroughly excited for all of the remakes of the old Lucas uh, Lucas Aid, Lucas Aid classics, Lucas Arts classics, Monkey Island. Numbering very highly amongst them. Oh, yes. Uh, I've played the high-def version of the original Monkey Island, but I haven't actually played the second one just yet. How was the how was the first one? Really, really good looking. And I love the the opening, which opens in the original 8-bit graphics, <laughs> complete with the classic original MIDI theme tune. Yay. And then wipes the new HD graphics over the top of it, so it's a reveal as the music goes full orchestral. 
and it just it's wonderful. That's it's fantastic. a lovely opening. Yeah. And it's just the classic gameplay, but with beautiful new hand-drawn art. Cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Highly recommend it. It is available on Steam. <gasps> yeah, we got the we got the mention out early this time. Yep. Because uh, I, I think Steam's going to come up again later, isn't it? Because I, I do believe Command & Conquer is available on Steam. I think so. Oh, the, some of the later ones. Some of the later ones, yes. I don't actually remember. I don't, Let's I, find out. I don't remember if they are. I know Command & Conquer 3 and 4 are. I did the unthinkable and, and purchased... Uh, I purchased the game on disc the other day. On disc? On disc. Physical format. I didn't, We're I didn't... not in the days of the caveman, you know. I know, but my internet bees won't come through the window to my computer anymore. Yeah, so... we decided that, uh, that the internet is carried by bees. Skype told us this was true, because Skype is the only thing that can actually still access the internet somehow. My, my Skype is very, very special. What it does is to open, uh, show me my friends list, and then tell me I can talk to them. It's like, Skype, I can't actually do that. Mm. You're connected to the internet! I'm not going to get... You no, have the internet let's, bees! Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Needless to say, the bees aren't in my computer, so I have no... You have a bee! You have friend bee! Mike bee! You're on your Facebook! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, three and four available Okay, on the Steams. That's what I said! Yay! I was right! However, for once... If you're looking for a really good deal, which, for once, I'm not going to immediately pimp Steam, um, Command & Conquer, the first decade, uh, which is pretty much all of the Command & Conquer series to date, minus like Red Alert 3 and Command & Conquer 4 and what have you, uh, with all of the expansion packs. So it's something like 12, 12 games worth of content, um, all in one box. And that's what kind of fueled this, ooh, Command & Conquer, because now I've played them all. Hadn't played Renegade before, and... Well, what did you think? It's a bit samey. Yeah. To kind of to just, just hit Renegade on the head, it was a very nice novelty, and it had... Re- had Odo in it. Um, you say his Yay, name, Yay, René Aubergine! René Aubergine, what? There we go. It had, it had Paul in it. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was kind of the selling point for Renegade. Do you mean Renegade. Admiral Cartwright? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I know. Um, but no, I decided I was going to start from the beginning and work my way forward in time uh, with the first decade. And So let us hasten this conversation back to the point where I interrupted to uh, do some listener mail. What is Command & Conquer? Right. Command & Conquer is not the first of the kind of base-building, resource-gathering games. Um, I believe even uh, StarCraft came before it, didn't it? I think you're right, and WarCraft yes. came before that. Oh, WarCraft. Uh, oh, good point, yeah. So, Command & Command and Conquer uh, was by no means a, uh, a, a new sort of a revolution on gaming, as it were. But what it was is to... Well, I'll just break down gameplay. You have a base... Uh, which you build up from scratch. So you have a construction yard, you have power facilities. But never enough. Never enough power, especially when your enemy starts shooting at these power facilities. Uh, Things like barracks, uh, war factories, which build tanks and stuff like that. Um, And your base slowly expands with associated defenses and what have you as you gain uh, money units. Now these change depending on the Command & Conquer universe that you're playing in, because there are three... Now, if you count generals, uh, oh yes, yes. So there are, pardon me, there are a couple of different. Uh, I think one of them is just dollars. Uh, you've got Tiberium credits, and you've got uh, no dollars in Riddler, what have you, as well. Uh, but the general idea is that you amass resources, build troops and base with them, and then go and smash your opponent in the head with them. Uh, he, of course, at the same time is trying to do the same thing to you, so. The balance between defense and attack has to be struck. So it's quite a tactical game, uh, depending on kind of how you like to play. There are different sides, factions, units, and abilities, especially as the games progress in complexity. And obviously the year in which they came out has a big deal to do with that. But um, in a nutshell, that's Command & Conquer. Now, the first 
base building real-time strategy of this genre that I remember playing was actually Dune 2 back in 1992, which uh, predates Warcraft. Starcraft does not predate Command & Conquer, not by a few years. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, But Warcraft does. Uh, But Dune 2... Uh, is the earliest one I can remember that involved, you know, proper base building uh, and the same kind of unit control system we're all used to. And it's worth pointing out that was actually a Westwood game. Ah. So they sort of laid down the pattern back then. Okay. So Command & Conquer wasn't the first, but they've they've had their fingers in the pies for a little for a while. while. Yeah, yeah it actually, wasn't the first, it wasn't even their first. Yeah. It's definitely the granddaddies of the genre. Mm. And a lot, I mean, if you were to look at... Uh, you know, real-time strategy games, pretty much from that point forward, you can almost always spot that Command & Conquer influence. Mm. There well, is... there's the two. You either feel like it's a Warcraft clone or a Command & Conquer clone. Yeah. Weirdly enough, when we were looking at that original Command & Conquer, doesn't have mm. to look like a Warcraft clone. There's just the, <laughs> the shape of the power plants and everything like that. There's sort of weird donut-style buildings and everything like that. I think you're insane. Uh, but that's just that's on an unrelated topic. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, fine. I don't know. There is. I would. I would say to some degree that um, Dawn of War and Company of Heroes start to break away a little from the sort of the more traditional resource gathering, base building uh, game. Specifically, uh, I was going to say World of Warcraft two, and then hit myself. Dawn of <laughs> War two. Sorry. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it's that's not even a real time strategy game in my book. It's an RPG of sorts, isn't it? It's more moving into what's commonly being referred to as real-time tactics, which is taking it down into a smaller scale, not so much relying on the micromanaging of base building and resources and construction queues, but just the troops and the strategic decisions on the battlefield, Mm -hmm. which is, I'd say, what Dawn of War is approaching. Yeah. Okay. So to give... (laughs) Yeah, to give the, the, the other option... From Command and Conquer or Warcraft, there are these new breed of games which are kind of breaking away from the the old mold. And a lot of people, if you ask them now, kind of, oh, Command and Conquer, how does it hold up? Well, they have been making the same game for about ten years, <laughs> um, which is why kind of the personality of each game comes into play a lot because much more like fifteen years. It is now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man! Remember, the first decade didn't cover all the games. No. Oh my god. Now there, are, there are, what, three games they brought out since the end of the first decade? Yeah, so but yeah, they're not... For longer than that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Westwood, of course, has since gone the way of the dodo. Who does them now, then? EA. Uh... Uh, like so many companies, including Maxis, which I discussed yesterday, but you'll probably hear about at a later date. Dear audience. Because of their involvement with... I won't spoil it because that episode won't have come out yet. Well, the show was about Maxis more than anything and and all of the sim games. But yeah, just like Maxis, Westwood were absorbed into the horrible tar pit that is EA. I will say recently, over the last kind of two years, EA's quality of gaming has shot through the roof. Really? I don't know. It shot through their roof. Examples you can cite? Um, well, Red Alert 3 is one of the Which is the survivors of Westwood rather than EA. It's still an EA game. Um, NHL 10? The NHL games have always been strong, and I've never counted EA Sports as really being part of the main EA EA uh, parenthood. Really? They're called EA Sports? Yeah, that's my (laughs) point. They're a different company. Yeah. They are their own publisher, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... I actually can't think of any other examples off the top of my head, but every time I've seen an EA game recently, uh, Sims 3 comes to mind. Uh, it just it, it seems like they are getting better. As they slowly devour other companies. <laughs> because mm, what you're looking at is EA is dragged upwards slightly uh, in its average quality, but the product of each company they absorb... The quality goes down. I so Sims 3 is not as good as a pure Maxis Sims 3 could have been. But it's better than most other EA games, dragging EA's quality up, but mm. Maxis's output down. Same could be said to go for the new Command & Conquers. 
If Westwood had been left to their own devices, we might have got better games. I've got to say I wasn't that entirely bowled over by Red Alert 3. Music was fantastic. And some of the video was hilarious because it's so cheesy. Oh, it always always is cheesy. Oh, I know, but that's my point. Tim Curry, George Takei, just... See, it was kind of... Thinking of, because... Ah, I've completely lost... I had an idea of how to introduce it because you were talking about video and it's like... Command and Conquer is always used, um, was it, full motion video? Yep. With the exception of Renegades, which decided that in-game graphics was the best way to go, and, ah. Uh, not with those graphics, it wasn't. Not won. with those graphics, it wasn't. But full motion video has always been kind of a staple of the Command and Conquer series. And it wasn't until, if I recall correctly, Red Alert 2, because uh, you had, uh, obviously, original Command and Conquer, Red Alert, and then the expansion packs, but Red Alert 2 really where Westwood stopped taking the games ultra seriously. Yeah. It wasn't no more was it a kind of oh this is this is quite a serious tactical game. This is all very oh we've got to present war as it is. No 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 this was a bunch of guys going right the Soviets are our superpower. We've basically made a James Bond plot as an RTS. Now bring on the giant nuclear powered squids. Yeah. It's even more preposterous than Bond. Well, barely more Casino preposterous. Casino Royale style, maybe. Moonraker. Uh, Moonraker <laughs> is... Uh, you've got to bear in mind, to me, the Bond franchise is the novels. Because you're a very, very specific Bond fan. <laughs> yes. Uh, I like the Cubby Broccoli feel of some of the movies and the novels. And that's kind of it. But actually, just harking back to a different note, I'm amazed you didn't cite... or. If you had known, I'm sure you would have. Uh, Mass Effect 2, or maybe Dragon Age, or Rock Band, or Crisis, as EA games of recent years. I had not actually linked them with their um, publisher. I I didn't realise they were EA games. Yeah, I was just flicking through the Wikipedia and started with a quote from John Carmack saying, they're not the evil empire anymore. (laughs) That's kind of where I was coming from. Uh... (laughs) where he admits they totally were. Oh, yeah. But they're not so much (laughs) anymore. And talking, you know, you've got to talk to their partners, people like Valve and Crytek. And I'm like, fair enough, okay. And I'd forgotten that they had brought on um, one Peter Molyneux as their head of game development or director of game development for Europe. he's a loon. But he's a genius. Loons often are. (laughs) Sometimes they run for parliament. Maybe if they don't let him do the PR, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> My game is not for gamers. <laughs> well, to be fair, that was Will Wright more than Peter Molyneux. Uh, Peter I'm Molyneux gonna... was just, this game will change gaming. Will it? <laughs> How will it do that? Emotion. Will it? How will it do that? An emotional connection the like you, which you've never felt with a dog. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that fucking dog. <laughs> Anyway, should we explain like the plot of the command? As you mentioned, there were three command universes, and conquer universes. As it were. Hmm. Um, all right, let's run them down. Uh, you've got what's command commonly referred and to, yeah, command and conquer, commonly referred to as the Tiberian universe, which is where there are two main forces in the world. You've got GDI, the Global Defense Initiative, who are the Americans. Oh no, not so much. Like the UN, UN NATO the type UN, job. Effectively, they are predominantly American voices, especially, uh, but they are the good guys. Air quotes there. Uh, and then you've got against them the Brotherhood of Nod, who are uh, the foot troops of an ancient secret society who have designs on world domination, as they do. Then one day, uh, I can't remember if it's a meteor or however it arrives, but there's this crystal. Uh, it is a meteorite, yeah, that smashes. Yeah, and yeah. it's what it's. Um... A crystal called Tiberium, uh, which begins spreading across the world. Uh, and it's this alien crystal which actually leaches the essence, the nutrients and what have you, out of the ground around it and grows crystals. Kind of like a... like a, Not like a coral, it doesn't leach things, but in, in a similar sort of like way. Like a weed, it, essentially. Yeah, well, exactly like a weed, good call. Uh, and this thing is simultaneously the most uh, useful mineral in the world, because you can break it down into its constituent parts and make pretty much whatever you want out of it. But it's actively destroying the Earth, uh, leeching it of all its resources and what have you. And the plot follows GDI and Nod basically scrambling for resources and a way to control 
the uh, Tiberium. Whereas Red Alert uh, asks <laughs> quite a common what-if question. Um, I don't know if it's that common, the what-if question. What if Einstein went... No, no, no. Oh. The question is, what if Hitler was killed before the Second World War? Okay, yeah. And the end result is that, uh, well, in the plot, <laughs> Professor Einstein goes back in time and eliminates Hitler from the timeline. Because he's Einstein, and somehow he became a superhero. So he goes back <laughs> in time with his amazing device, the Chronosphere. Or Chronosphere, yeah! As you'll hear him describe it in-game. Uh, and as a result, World War II never happens. Uh, the downside of this, from the game's perspective, is that the Soviet Empire is never really put to the test. It doesn't lose millions of men during the Second World War. And Stalin looks towards Europe with a hungry eye and... Q Hell March, opening animations, the Russians march on Europe. Uh, and so those two universes kind of march inexorably forward mm -hmm. uh, with Tiberium becoming ever more important in the world, the struggle for land and actual normal resources becoming the predominant thing. Red Alert 2, where all of a sudden you had the, you had oh, what's his name? Tim Curry? Not Tim Curry. Riddle it to... I can't remember his name. Yuri? No. Oh, Udo. Yuri. What's the actor's name? Udo... Sh Udo Kaya. Kaya, that's it. Uh, as Yuri, the mind-controlling psychic Russian with plans for world domination. <laughs> I loved Red Alert 2 so much. Uh, but as those two kind of wore on, uh, Westwood decided to introduce a third universe based very much on our real world, called Generals. Uh, and Generals, if I recall correctly, used a very similar game engine to one of the later Dune games that they did, because they did another... Uh... They did, they did a remake, and it was essentially the same game engine, as far as I can remember. Yep. Uh, quite good graphics for the time. Uh, and you had the USA, China, and the... GLA. GLA Global Liberation Army, was it? Something like that, Something yeah. like that. And basically, the terrorists. Um, and this, of course, this poor game became massively unpopular very quickly. <laughs> uh, what with terrorists being a major army and them using anthrax in a couple of their weapons. And suicide so bomb trucks. Suicide bomb trucks, yeah. they Angry mobs. The angry mobs are awesome. They really are. Uh, but yeah, generals enjoyed an incredibly long lifespan of one game and one expansion pack. Uh, and then we got the next Red Alert. Was it Red Alert 3 came after yeah. that? But kind of the... Uh, well, then we got like Command & Conquer 3 and then... Yeah. Yeah, but I think the uh, the kind of the classic period of the Westwood RTS kind of ended with Generals. Because that's when we came into... I think that was when the, the big takeover and the... the I think that happened. was around that time, mm. yeah. I mean, Red Alert 3 I did like for one thing and that was the Eastern Empire. Ah, uh, the, the addition of the Japanese exactly. into it. All your bases are belong to they us. They brought George Takei and Mechs into it. That's why I liked it. This is where Red, Red Alert 3... I know Red Alert 2 is where it started to get silly. Red yeah. Alert 3 was where it got damn silly. I don't know. 2 did still have the giant squid Sorry, madness. 2 had giant squids. Red Alert 3 and bear cavalry? had parachuting bear riflemen. I thought the bears were in 2. Nope. Nope. Only oh, they were added for 3. three. Okay. Okay, and yeah, They three were silly. paratrooping bears... And of course, the Japanese had like exploding dragonfly mechs, and yep, bears are awesome though. Bears are awesome. <laughs> you could say That's they true. were bearing arms. I hate you. <laughs> Did the Allies have anything stupid in Red Alert Three? In Red Alert Three, I don't remember. Uh, Almost certainly, they had Tanya again. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a point to make on the uh, Command and Conquer series. All the girls wore catsuits. Except for a couple of the GDI ones, who were either wearing less than a catsuit or more, but it was somehow more revealing. Like, yes, what Lieutenant you said. Eva in Red Alert Two was wearing navy whites, but man, were they tailored! <laughs> Boy, howdy! Uh, I don't know. I remember there being plenty of um, female characters in most of the cutscenes that were just in uniform for yeah, GDI. But they, weren't, they weren't the main characters. No, they weren't. But exactly. they were there. They weren't. All the women, the as you the so Red stressed. Alert girls. Oh, hush. <laughs> you in your face. The Red Alert girls have always been some sort of prepubescent eye candy drawer of the games. 
to the point where Red Alert 3's got a chicken and miniskirt on the cover, if I recall correctly? Yes, it does. Uh, and it also has... Oh, no, it's um, sort of Daisy Duke cut-off shorts. Okay. And uh, for the, for the American one, um, for the Russian one, it is uh, a miniskirt. It's no, Russian... that is the Russian one, yeah. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, it's so the, the American red one cover did. with the chick with the AK going... Rah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know this because I'm looking at it. Ah, okay. <laughs> One, he's wearing my clothes. Two, he's sitting in my seat. <laughs> right, so that is that is the plot of Command and Conquer. All of all and of the them. silliness and of the silliness. Some of the silliness, sorry. Yeah, there's plenty more silliness. So, I mean, we've we've touched on the the, the basics of the gameplay. It's a resource collecting RTS, base building, defense, what have you. We've touched on the plot of kind of the three main Univoices. universes. That's it: Tiberian, Red Alert, and Generals. Bye, generals. So, I'd love to is... see another generals. I ah, you know, I wouldn't. No, generals. Generals to me seemed like an experiment which just didn't pan out. Hmm. Reason being, it was it was modern world command and conquer. I think that's where the the, the kind of it fell apart because it was command and conquer generals, and it took itself seriously. Yeah, which is not what you do with command and conquer. Oh, not even that. The other games have to be silly. But it suddenly was like, oh, you know, we've got terrorists, we've got flamethrower tanks that burn people. And it was it, it was kind of, I don't know, not nudging the horror of war angle, but trying to be more serious, but without really taking it fully in the direction of serious RCS. Like yeah. I said, if you wanted to play something like that, you're better off playing uh, Company of Heroes. It is World War II, so it's not kind of present day military, but... As far as a real-world inspired game, it's just a lot more fun. Okay, yeah. Um, so the question that came up, after 15 years of Command & Conquer games, they are by now both classic and retro. Oh, yeah. Why are we still playing them? What makes them fun still? Well, we often play Red Alert 2. Um, oh, yeah. Networked. So, you tell me. Why are we, us two, still playing them occasionally? Because it's the only thing that would run on my laptop. But no, it's... Because <laughs> now that I've got a computer which will run other things... And you're still playing Red I'm Alert I'm still playing Red Alert 2. I'm still playing Command and Conquer. Because it's the only thing that will play on Jack's laptop. I don't know, even no. I'm just playing by myself. <laughs> God, as soon as the words had left my mouth, I knew, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, ah, come on! I've been talking an awful lot this show. That's true. It's got to be your turn. this would be your one. <laughs> that's right. It's a Troy episode. I've got There's my one coming as soon as the internet comes back, so I can start getting back into Steam, so that I can start playing the path again. Yeah. Then my episode is coming. Yes. Your episode is coming. <laughs> make it sound ominous. No, I make it sound... Yeah. That's the one. So... <laughs> well, I would argue that there's at least, um, in some small way, the power of namespace behind it. It's the franchise. Mm -hmm. Because where is the competition? You've either got the Command and Conquers or you've got the Crafts. Yeah. And, okay. All the Dawn of Wars, which I know is not the same, but it's... They're just sort of emerging. The THQs, because... So we're talking the last 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Dawn of War and Company of Heroes franchises are just starting. Okay. And looking at uh, Blizzard, well, they stopped... World, uh, they stopped Warcraft some years ago to concentrate on World of Warcraft. Yeah. And now they're rolling in shit. And Starcraft has had, in the last 15 years, one game, one expansion, and one soon-to-be-released game. Has it still not been released yet? Uh, don't think so. Okay. Uh, so, the second biggest RTS franchise in the world is up to its second generation yeah. with Starcraft. And the Koreans are losing their shit. Uh, and what other alternatives have people had? I mean, you've had uh, the Total Annihilation series was great fun. And to an extent, I suppose, games like the Total War games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which but really, they're not really base building. It's, it's they're not the same based. thing. It's turn-based empire building yeah. rather than um, sort of the down-to-the-ground base building. But that's my point. You have to really reach to find competitors exactly, in yeah. the market. I mean, there's always been odd games that have come up, like Homeworld was very much an RTS, mm -hmm. mm. and great, but Homeworld 1 and 2, again, it's not a franchise, it never, it never built anywhere. 
uh, gameplay style. Completely. I mean, well, no, it's still build a base, dragon build select. Things, things. What about the old um, Games Workshop stuff, like Final Liberation and things like that? Well, even they didn't feature base building. Did they not? Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, and final, well, they were like eight million years old, and they weren't great. Fair enough. Well, true, but just trying to think of other RTSs that were out yeah. there. There's Zed, the Steel Zed? Soldiers games. Oh, right. Yeah, Bitmap they Brothers. were around. Uh, Bitmap Brothers, but again, not a huge franchise. It was just a couple of games, and. That's why I think people are still drawn back to Command and Conquer. They they did it first, arguably, with Westwood. Mm-hmm. They do it best, arguably. Uh, they certainly do it most. They do it. I would still argue they do it very well. Oh, they oh, certainly definitely. do it very well. I mean, I don't know. I'm keenly waiting for StarCraft Two to be released. <laughs> uh, so. I think then we might see some changes. I certainly have enjoyed the THQ games as well recently. I think the difference between kind of the THQ games and why is Command & Conquer still so popular is yeah. that it's style of play. So if you're playing a shooter, do you want to play Ghost Recon or do you want to play uh, Call of Duty? There is speed, there's simplicity, there's simple game mechanics mm. and big payoff in the fact that you know, nuking somebody and that that little <laughs> visceral what it's all really cool. Yeah. So sometimes it's the simpler option. Red Alert Two is nothing, nothing like Company of Heroes, but it depends what mood you're in. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes you just want to nuke a guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I I strongly believe there's not a lot of competition and that's one of the things that keeps drawing people back. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a terrible thing to say when you when you think about it, you know, there isn't much, why is why is it so popular? There isn't much competition. But maybe there's no competition because everyone goes fair play. Yeah. You've done it right. <laughs> Which I wish some people would do with things like films and things like that. <laughs> Anything in particular you're referring to there? Like anything really these days, like all the remakes of old horror yeah. films and stuff. Um, I am a big fan of my old 80s slasher movies, but mm. that's probably why I don't like, you know, the remakes, Friday the 13th, and yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street's either out or is coming out, and oh, Halloween. That sort of thing. I, I want that mindset of, they did it, and they clearly, already we can tell, did it really good. Let's just let's go try and find some other niche to fill. It's not, it's alright if some people, are, you know, have a go, but... Mm. I think... Uh, to to touch on that point, though, the same thing exists in filmmaking and games, is that the technology has improved. Yeah. yeah. So people are going to go, well, they made Command & Conquer 15 years ago. Why can't we make Command & Conquer 4? Because it's going to be better gameplay-wise, yeah, exactly. visually. But what can we do to make... I think in games, the question is, what can we do to make it more fun? Mm. How can we differentiate between that game? I don't know. There was Monkey Island HD that we referred to earlier, which is just a straight remake with better graphics. And who doesn't want to play that? Mm. But that's got the fact it was a great game, and it's got nostalgia on its side. So Command & Conquer wasn't? Because they oh, have added no, to the it... gameplay and tweaked. But at its core, it was still just really fun. Actually, no, mm. I think you're... Yeah, comparing Command & Conquer to Monkey Island has struck <laughs> on the uh, the fact that it's just a really fun setup. It works. Yeah, this is the other thing I think keeps drawing people back, is those universes we were describing earlier <laughs> are really fun universes. Oh, they are. I'm especially fond of the Red Alert universe, because you have hamming it up, Soviet accents, Einstein, time travel, and... Okay, you may not be a fan, but bears. No, I love the bears. <laughs> okay, good, I'm glad. I, but I recognise that they are stupid. <laughs> That's, that is also why I love the Red Alert series. It is my favourite of the universes, because it taps into that wonderful, hokey... It's a B-movie. Yeah, yeah, it, ta- it takes the piss out yes. of all that paranoia of, you know, Red Dawn and what if the Brunskis came. Yeah. today... Oh, that's exactly, it. and it's so it's so well done. It, it really taps into that. What's the, what is the word? Kind of like what um, what Fallout did. Yeah, it uh, lampoons that whole. That's the one. That's that works. Yeah. Um, the whole propaganda and all that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. the Reds are coming and that sort of stuff. And then it goes, "What if they did? <laughs> what if they did and they had bears? Because <laughs> why not? And squids and nuclear silos and death zeppelins. Oh, the, the reporting." reporting. 
Build IFVs! <laughs> Bombardiers to your stations. And if you can see the GDIs, you've got your weather machines. Which wasn't a weather machine. It just made lightning storms. That's not a weather machine. It's lightning a lightning machine. Lightning storms are weather. Yeah, it, but why not just call it the lightning machine? Just because not... then it's a Tesla cannon. Which the Russians already got the monopoly on. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, the US Department of the uh, Treasury Department seized all of uh, Tesla's research in the yep. early 30s. Yep. Why don't the Allies have the Tesla coil? Because this is an alternate history. Maybe... The U.S. Treasury Department didn't. Early 30s, and uh, Einstein killed Hitler in uh, 28. Okay, so maybe it was not so hideously unfashionable to be German. Mm-hmm. Oh. So maybe Tesla's research went to the Soviets. Because Edison's a wanker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Tesla was like, hey, hey, Edison, you know who's paying me for my patents and my awesome stuff? These guys. And Edison was like, Bushwash. <laughs> Edison was like, I'm executing an elephant with your electricity. The point is, we can't, we can't know for certain. <laughs> what the hell? Where the fuck have we gone? He did. He did, didn't he? Yeah. He, tried to, he, he did it specifically to find out how much electricity could kill an elephant. Uh, specifically, the, the implementation alternating current that Tesla favoured. And he used it to kill an elephant, going, See, it kills elephants! And everyone was like, well... Yes. Apply direct current to the elephant and watch it be happy. I... <laughs> <laughs> it was very early, like <laughs> it's very early. Edison, Britain's got talent. Edison could was. have been a Sony marketing executive, let's <laughs> say. But yeah, the idea being, you go far enough back and you change one small. I say one small thing. You know, erase Hitler from the timeline. It's not really a small thing, but. You change one thing. Pretty change. small thing. Yeah. Change, you change one thing in the timeline. You have no idea what the repercussions could be. In this case, you, you remove one man from history, and the repercussions are that George Takei leads the Japanese <laughs> army, headed by giant burrowing robots <laughs> with lightning swords. No, to be fair, the, the robots with lightning swords don't burrow. Oh, no, they only... Oh, I'm trying to think those are the Tengu, aren't they? Yeah. In short, killing Hitler would be awesome. True. In short, George Takei ja- is awesome. The Japanese yeah. do only get involved because Tim Curry, as I think he's the is he the premier, he's the Russian premier, uh, who does the most fantastic Russian accent ever when he says things are looking grim, <laughs> <laughs> which is apparently how you say grim in a very strong <sighs> Moscow accent. Which, apropos of nothing, reminds me that Greeks pronounce cuts as cats when they're talking in English. So listening to Greek people, I oh, know. Giving budget pop cats. <laughs> well, more social cats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the BBC was so much fun earlier. They were interviewing lots of Greek people about the cats. <laughs> this brought to you by World One Stage One. I have it on good authority. The Greeks. Austerity cats. measures mean we have to make drastic cats. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible, horrible, xenophobic people right now. No, we're not. The Greeks are awesome. Yes, we they love are. them. We love them. <laughs> they love cats. No, they hate cats. They want less public cats. <laughs> no, they want drastic cats. They, they definitely cats. want. They definitely they don't, don't want, want drastic cats. <laughs> they definitely don't want cats in the public sector. Oh no, 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 God no! But they need cats in the public sector. Social cats are important <laughs> for the continued success. But anyway, cats on a scale we've never previously <laughs> got, <laughs> got, <laughs> contemplated. Speaking of B movies, ah. Attack of the Fifty Foot Cat, maybe <laughs> cats on a new scale. Yes. But yes, anyway, <laughs> that was from what Tim Curry goes back in time and kills Einstein. Uh they do. I don't. Oh, I don't remember the intro to Red Alert Three. Red, Red Alert they One. They build their own chronosphere. Yeah, Red yes. Alert One. Einstein kills Hitler. Right. Red Alert Two. The repercussions of that. that. Red Alert Three. Tim Curry goes back in time with a Russian-made chronosphere and kills Einstein. I don't even remember what his name is. He is Tim Curry. Yeah. Okay. His premier Tim, Tim Curry. fucking Curry. Kuriski. And he goes back in time with a Soviet-made chronosphere, um, the Comrade Sphere, and... <laughs> that's not what it's called. I don't care, that's what it's called in my head, and kills Einstein in the same way, it just erases him from history. Before he kills... Because the Russians lost Red Alert 2. Yeah. So, it, Red Alert 2 was the repercussions... Of Hitler being killed, yeah. which was because of Einstein. Yeah. So you then go and kill Einstein. 
Wow, I never realised how fucking convoluted yep. and ridiculous and then this they is. Come back to the, then they come back to the present, or the, the future, whatever it is, and they say, oh, look at that, we've killed Einstein, so now we should be in charge of the world. First thing they see is the Japanese, the, the Empire of the Rising Sun. Hitler wasn't killed, therefore World War II occurred, there was no atomic bomb to drop on Japan, the Empire rose. Yep, so when Tim Curry says, oh shit, the Empire of the Rising Sun is coming, launch all our nuclear missiles, the response is... Launch what? our what? What, Commander? And you have no nukes, because they haven't been invented. It removes one of my favourite sounds from that game, though. <laughs> no, not that sound. <laughs> not the drastic cat. <laughs> Nuclear silo detected. Uh, but yeah, what else can... But to, to sum up, and to uh, end this show on a positive note, actually talking about the game... <laughs> What can we end the show on about Command and Conquer? Go and buy it, you pricks. <laughs> on a positive note. Sorry, go and buy it, you lovely, lovely people. Do you know how many people you just salted? Salted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, nom salt, nom. Salted salt listeners. In brine. Uh, you know I know what? how many people I just insulted. Three. I, I give up. I give up. Although one of them is Eddie, who is really cool. Yeah. Because he likes portmanteaus. And your jokes. <laughs> what kind of a man is Eddie? He's the right-thinking man that we need in this day and age. I'd say he's Jack, except I've, I've seen him using Twitter whilst I've known Jack has had no internet. Jack might have been in someone else's house. True, but if he or was going to be in really someone loud. else's house, that would be Rowan's, which means he'd be next door, and I'd probably know about it. That's true. Also, if I were using Twitter, I would probably be updating, I don't know, my own Twitter, <laughs> rather than making ah. up a fake account. No, because, let's face it, do you ever update your own Twitter, or do you mostly update a fake account? A fake account mostly I update about an anime character. Yes, but... My point being, I would be used, I would be updating that rather than one where I just pretend Jack, to be another dude. Just... Eddie, write in and tell them that you're not me <laughs> and I'm not you, and also that Troy's not me, and also that we're not actually Einstein sleeping together. Isn't Troy, that's that's what we need to get clear: is you and I aren't sleeping together. That's true. Not, not anymore. There was a there was a thing. Yeah, a spat in a word. That, that's a pretty good way of putting it. As, when you're, as, when you're as, out as tonight, I will think, slash your airbed. I've just had. <laughs> <laughs> I have no furniture and I must sleep. Do what I do. Sleep on the floor. This, this is what we are reduced to, listeners. Help. <laughs> yeah, if any listeners do have any furniture lying around, <laughs> do get in contact. So to finish the show on a positive note regarding <laughs> the game. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Go out and buy it. Yeah, lovely people. You lovely, lovely people. Yeah, three Command and & Conquer's great. Command & Conquer 3 and 4 are both on Steam. And Steam. The original Steam. The start button. Red Alert 3, also on Steam. Is yep. it? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Buy that one because it's got parachuting bears. And George Takei. And, and Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. And I can't remember who the president is. It's J. Jonah Jameson. I can't remember the name of the actor. I thought his name was J. Jonah Jameson. No, no, he just I is. wasn't aware that was casting. I thought he was appearing as himself. <laughs> they just literally dragged the guy out of the comic books and the animated series and literally just pulled him into the real world, whereupon he took human form. Mm. As opposed to that green alien form he'd been drawn in before. Weird enough, the president's voice because the president's in uh, Red Alert... Two. Two. Was it two or was it one? The one with Alexei. And the, uh, Sam the Terrapin. That was two. That was two. Yeah, it was... Um, Leland Palmer from Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. Also Satan from uh, Reaper. Yes, they have cast because they have FMV. And they're really good, but also really bad. B-movie, as we said. Exactly, exactly. I'm trying to remember the ones from, Fred, from uh, the original Command and Conquer now, with Seth. As there, was, there were not as many big names no, in the Command and Conquer no. line because they got started earlier and the characters... Well, suddenly you had these kind of B-C-list celebrities playing these actors, and nobody really knew who they were. But, thinking about high notes, holy goddamn bastard, the music in yes. the C&C series. <laughs> to touch on the best thing about those games, 
the music. If we, that is if true. If we could, I would love to end on the Soviet march from Red Alert 3, but go ahead uh, and listen to it. We don't, yeah, we don't do. have rights it's for that. It's awesome. Uh, and yeah, the music is worth touching on, because it was one of the first games that came only on CD. Because? CD music. All the music you heard in-game, it wasn't MIDI. When you heard a guitar, that was a guitar playing. Yep, it just played it off CD audio tracks, with track one being the game that you installed onto your computer. Which is another thing worth pointing out, actually. I've just remembered one of my fondest memories of the original Command & Conquer. The install process. That was in character. Yes! I don't remember this. You put the disc in, and you set up your workspace, Commander, and... It talked to you as oh. you were setting up, and it was a GDI computer wow. um, setting itself up for command and control links so that you could take control of the battlefield. That's fantastic. It was really awesome. So from start to finish, highly polished experience. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten that one as well. So yeah, in honour of uh, a 15-year franchise... Go out and find yourself Command and & Conquer and play it. It's thoroughly endorsed. Take out the first decade and then buy 3, 4 and Red Alert 3 on um, Steam. They'll probably be doing a deal soon. Which is Jack's way of saying just buy them all. Buy them all, you bastards. So until next time, I have been Simon. And I have been Seth. From God to Kane to Jack. And I'm General Carville commanding uh, allied forces and the European... What the hell is wrong with you? I'm Troy. Jack's the guy over there who spoke before me. He's not... God, I hate him. <laughs> Any more where that came from? Thanks for listening. That was World 1 Stage 1. Visit our website at world1stage1.com Join our forum, send us an email, or follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And, of course, our thanks go to Power Glove for our theme tune.